On today's episode, we're going to be asking a simple question. Is your mind a sanctuary or an amusement park on Soul Zero Two? And welcome. So glad to be with you today. And uh, this is the podcast that is trying to to encourage believers to follow Christ and not give up. And uh, so we're trying to put the oxygen back into your walk. Sometimes when you follow Christ for a long time, it's easy for things to become rote and for uh, religion to become something that's stodgy and dry. And our goal is to help revive you and awaken you and get you closer to God because this is what God wants of us. He wants us to be close. He doesn't just want... Uh, sycophants who just follow him around. He wants people who love him and share a relationship with him. So today we're going to talk about uh, the, the simple question, is your mind a, a battleground or is it a playground? And uh, you know, and that's the way Tozier put it, but the way, I, the way I put it is, is your mind a sanctuary or is it an amusement park? And we find that when, when, uh, when we think about our thinking, so to speak, we don't always get um, uh, we don't always get to take responsibility for our choices because many of us were taught hey you know whatever happens in your mind that's your business and yet we find so many scriptures that talk about uh, controlling your mind controlling your thoughts and being transformed by the renewing of our minds and so the question we have today is 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 your mind an amusement park or is it a or is it a sanctuary? Is it a place where worship happens, or is it a place where um, where craziness happens and madness? An amusement park can mean anything where anything goes, right? And is your mind a sanctuary where the peace of God reigns, or is it an amusement park where the chaos and and the, and the darkness rule? Did you know that your brain is only four to five inches in size, and um, it weighs only three pounds around. Yet, it's its own universe, isn't it? And the greatest battles are fought there, the greatest fears happen there, the greatest doubts occur, the greatest discouragements and failures occur in that small universe that lies between your ears called the brain. And when we speak of, of the brain, we speak of the thought life. We're not talking about the physical part of the brain, we're talking about how we manage our thoughts, how we steward our thoughts. And we, we find that it is vitally important that we do it the right way so that we can have peace, so that we can please God. And there is a scripture in in First uh, Peter 1.13 that simply says this, Therefore, prepare your minds for action, discipline yourselves, set all your hope on the grace of that Jesus Christ will bring you when he is revealed. And we find that in the scripture, we are commanded to prepare, to discipline, set our thoughts. And though that's the beginning of, of, of bringing your mind under control. I find that the greatest battles I have are with my own thoughts as a person. And this is the very opposite of allowing our minds to become amusement parks. When you let your mind become an amusement park is when you let your thoughts just run rampant like loose dogs in the neighborhood and and just you think the darkest thoughts the most hopeless thoughts you think lustful thoughts you think angry thoughts you think uh thoughts that that speculate over what might have happened or what could have happened when maybe it's not even true so your thinking must be prepared disciplined and set this is what p 
Peter is saying in that scripture. And so I want you to, for, for a moment, uh, do an experiment with me, right? For, for just for one moment. Uh, pretend that your mind is a streaming device. What would the channel lineup of your mind be if it was a Roku box or an Apple TV or a uh, Amazon stick, right? What, what, what channels would your brain stream if, if, if you saw it as a streaming device? Think about it this way. You might have the, the low self-esteem channel or I'm the ugly channel or the past channel, everything dwells on the past, or the fantasy channel. Our minds just run crazy with fantasies of all kinds, right? Of the escape channel. I just want to get out of here, right? The depression channel. What about the, the hopeless channel? Or the self-doubt channel? Or the anxiety channel? Or the negativity channel? And, and you can go on and on with this, but the point is simply this, that when, when we focus on when we let our minds become a streaming device, so to speak, that just does whatever it wants, then those are exactly the results we're going to get. And so here's here's a point I want to make today, that whatever streams out of your mind is only as healthy as your thoughts. And if your thought life is healthy, then whatever comes out of you will be healthy. And and the scriptures are very accurate when they say, as a, as a person thinks, so are they, right? Uh, if... The way you think, the way you think is how you're going to be as a person. And we find that if your thinking is healthy, then you are streaming good stuff. And if your thinking is not healthy, then you are not streaming good stuff. And there's a scripture in Titus 1.15 that puts it beautifully, to the pure, all things are pure, but to the corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Their very minds, their very minds are and consciences are corrupted. And so have you ever noticed, for instance, that when you are in a bad mood, you tend to be negative about everything. It's almost like somebody put a dark lens on your life for that time. And everything looks dark, everything looks hopeless, everything looks angry, right? But when you're in a good mood, the opposite applies. When you're in a good mood, then all of a sudden the sun is shining Everything's positive. There's hope. We're all going to make it. So here's the point I want to make to you today. The point is this. You can change the channel. You can change the channel. We find that in Christ, you don't have to be a victim of your own thoughts. In fact, in Christ, you can have pure thoughts. You can have restful thoughts. You can have thoughts that are pleasing to God, as well as that... that uh, that complement your conscience and 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 not curse the, your conscience, so to speak. So, how do you change the channel? How do you how do you come to the place where you where you uh, bring your mind back into alignment and to so, some semblance of normalcy? Well, again, back to First Peter one thirteen, uh, where he says he says this. He says, "Gird the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end." For the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What's he saying there? When they when they talk about girding the loins of the mind, it's the equivalent of rolling up your sleeves before hard work or before doing something that requires vigorous action. Rolling up your sleeves implies readiness for work. 
and in, in in battle times, soldiers would gather up their their uh, flowing robes and tuck them into their belt. That, in a sense, is girding themselves for battle and tightening that belt so that so that all the muscles are, are tight and together. And but yet, what does rolling up your sleeves mean from a spiritual point of view? From what we're talking about today, what well, simply means this: it's it's being aware of where a thought will lead. Have you ever noticed that when you're aware of your thoughts, that you've won half the battle because you realize that you can't take every thought seriously. So we must always be conscious of our thoughts before they lodge themselves into our thinking and turn our minds into playland. Thoughts are like previews of coming attractions. They show you what is to come. If you want to see how your day is going to be, look at your thoughts for that moment, and you'll see what I mean. Recognize when your mind is playing head games, when a thought is off. You find that messed up thinking started with messed up thoughts. A thought came into your head, and suddenly something was warped, and something was messed up, wasn't it? And you begin to speculate about someone, what someone might have meant when they said A, B, or C. Or you begin to interpret things negatively, uh, something that happened at work, of how someone, maybe their attitude towards you. And once you begin allowing your mind to be a playland, everything goes downhill from there. So if I get out of bed with, with, with a thought that is dark and negative and hopeless, then man, I'm going to have a bad day. But he, here's the second thing that maybe uh, you, you might be able to, to think about today. Um, and... Actually, there, there's a scripture I want to give you first, and that's uh, Proverbs 28, 26, and we'll talk about that. But it says this, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Do you see what God says about our minds there? He says that you can't really trust your thoughts all the time because sometimes they're off. And so this is the second point, not being afraid to challenge your own thoughts. Don't be afraid to challenge what your mind is speculating on or saying, because it could be wrong. And just because a thought crosses our minds doesn't mean we have to believe it or embrace it or see it as this is the reality of my life. Not every thought we have is accurate. Not every thought we have is true. Not every thought we have is fact. The fact is, I'll read it again, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. This is this is the scriptures in Proverbs 20, 28, 26. And we find that our thoughts must be tempered with the wisdom that comes from God and others. That's why you need people who love you, people you trust, that you can uh, go to them and say, look, this is what's in my head. Am I crazy? Am I accurate? Am I off? Am I on? You know, Tell me the truth because you love me, right? But here's a third one. Holding yourself accountable for your thoughts. That's how rolling up your sleeves begins also by holding yourself accountable for your thoughts. We don't always do that, do we? When you find that your thinking uh, is getting off track, call yourself out. Speak to yourself. Say to yourself, you are not going there. You're not going to do this because the Word of God says this. Right? Gird, gird the loins of your mind. Pull up your sleeves. Get, get a hold of yourself. And if calling yourself out doesn't seem to work, then call a friend, because I know your friends will love you enough if they're real friends to call you out and say, look, you're off. Look, your thinking is, is wrong. Your head is messed up. And 
I love something that Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said. He said this, Every Christian needs another Christian to speak the truth to them. So that is a question of accountability, isn't it? And there's so much lack of accountability in our Christian culture in America because we're so individualistic and we're kind of taught, well, I have my rights, I have my freedom, you can't tell me what to do. Yet the Bible is clear that we need to submit to one another and we need to rely on one another and and uh, let and speak into each other's lives. I find that when I share my friends, when I share my problems with my friend Marty uh, about some anxieties I'm having, he usually tells me what I already know. But there's something about when a friend brings it to your attention that you you just need to hear it audibly to say, okay, okay, I got it. And nothing brings quicker realignment to your thinking than going to someone who is outside of your own head. So it's important to stay outside of stay out of your head when you're in trouble and, and have somebody who loves you, somebody who knows you help you with that. But here's a fourth one that helps us roll the sleeves up. It's choosing to have a deliberate focus of your mind. What good is it to try to, you know, clean up your mind if you have nothing to focus on, if you if it's going to be just a blank space. And we find that that uh, it's important to to have something that is that is healthy, something that is worthy of of thought, something that is building and encouraging and edifying. And it's not just about getting rid of bad thoughts, but it's about replacing those bad thoughts with good thoughts and wholesome thoughts. So I say that because if you don't create a new focus, then Satan will create one for you. It'll be in your, in your circumstances. It'll be your people who hurt you. It'll be something in the media that just really turned your heart sour. But if you don't choose a focus, Satan will choose one for you. So God gives us in the scriptures something to focus on that you can use it as a grid to pass your thoughts through that will help to see whether that thought is worthy, whether it's weighty enough, whether it's dignified enough to keep in your mind. And that scripture is is found in uh, Philippians 4.8 that goes something like this. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So what a beautiful scripture, what a way to put it. And notice all the things he mentioned, right? And I'll give them to you right here. He says, true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellence, uh, worthy of praise. Um, let's go down the pea patch quickly for a minute. Think about true thoughts, right? What is verified as true? Not what your mind thinks is true. Because often what our minds think is true is not true at all, and our minds want to just go crazy with it. What about honorable? Is it a thought worthy of thinking, or is it below you? Uh, that, that's part of that grid, what about just? Is the thought truly fair and not based on emotional or critical judgments, maybe that aren't accurate, right? So, is it just? Is the thought pure? is it pure? Uh, is the thought wholesome, meaning you know pure wholesome? Is it life giving? Is it full of hope? Is it lovely? Is it beautiful? Uh, is it are the thoughts beautiful? Do they lift up your spirit? versus ugly thoughts that that only depress and darken your heart? Are they commendable? Thoughts that can be applauded, where you can say, that's a great thought, bravo. 
uh, they don't bring shame, but they, they bring a, set, a measure of grace. Is it, does it have excellence in it? Excellence meaning not below average or mediocre thoughts, but thoughts that excel in good, in faith, hope, and love, forgiveness, releasing the past, healing. All these things are good. And, and the last one is, is it worthy of praise? Can you honestly say, thank God for that thought? If not, then you must change. And so I want to recommend you to use that, use, use that scripture, Philippians 4, 8, as a grid to pass your thoughts through whenever you're having a bad day. I guarantee you it's going to challenge you and you're going to say, wow, I don't know, you know, I don't think that thought's worth my time, you know. So if you dwell on constantly negative news, then you become negative. If you if you dwell on on cynicism, you'll be cynical, right? If if, if you watch these these YouTube channels or podcasts that are always critical, always negative, always always angry, then you'll be an angry person. That's why Philippians four six puts it beautifully when it says, "Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God." Notice one last thing. This scripture came right. This this scripture that I read came right before Paul gives that list of things to do. You know, the true, honorable, just, pure, commendable, and all those things. What a beautiful thing! What a beautiful way to look at it. Now, a question I'd like to ask you today is, is your mind a sanctuary that is pleasing to God, where you can worship God? Or is it is it an amusement park where just dark, evil, hopeless thoughts reign, where, where Satan just gets in there and just really twists the knife in your life? Be encouraged today that you can get a hold of your thoughts through the grace of God. If you find this podcast a blessing, if it has value to you, please like us on our YouTube channel and subscribe to our channel and connect with us on Facebook. Great being with you today. Until next time, God bless. Mm-hmm.